Next, the golden days of radio. Hi, this is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring Jack Benny and Mary Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, Phil Harris, Don Wilson, Fred Allen, Danny Thomas, Jimmy Durante, Frankie Lane, Tallulah Bankhead, Mindy Carson, Ethel Merman, and Meredith Wilson. Sunday evening was Jack Benny time on the radio during the 30s and 40s and 50s. Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, yours truly, Don Wilson. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go out to Jack Benny's home in Beverly Hills, where we find Rochester helping Jack fix up his scrapbook. Uh, Rochester, have you got the scissors? Yeah, I'm cutting something out of the front page of the Pasadena News. It's a picture of you kissing the Queen of the Rose Parade. Oh, yes. Gee, that is a nice picture of me, isn't it? And some color, too. It would be even nicer if your eyelashes weren't so gray. <laughs> Rochester, my lashes aren't gray. Just that my eyes are so blue, they pick up lint. <laughs> <laughs> now, Rochester... I've got enough clippings for my scrapbook. I better start pasting them in. You know? Boss, I looked everywhere, but I can't find the glue. Well, just mix some flour and water. That'll make a good paste. I thought of that, too, but we're all out of flour. We're out of flour? Yeah, yesterday I had hardly enough to finish baking the bread. Well, if we're short of flour, why'd you bake so much bread? I had to. Barbara Stanwyck ordered four extra loaves. <laughs> oh. With raisins yet. <laughs> Oh, Jack, Jack! Oh, hello, Mary. Hey, come on in the house, Mary. Well, I haven't got time. I just stopped by to ask if I could skip rehearsal tomorrow. Skip rehearsal? Why? Well, my sister babe is coming in from Plainfield, and she's trying to forget a broken romance. Oh, no, not Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, a new one. Oh. And she was so in love with him, they were all ready to elope. The ladder was up against the house, the window was open, and Babe was so embarrassed. Why? He wasn't home. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. What, what did she do? Well, as long as she was up there, she painted the house. <laughs> well, when a guy gives you the brush, I guess you must use it. Mary, who was that, uh... <laughs> Mary, you know you gotta ad lib once in a while. <laughs> Mary, who was this, uh, who was this new love of hers? Well, I don't know his name, but she said he was making good money. He was a glass blower. A glass blower? Yeah. Whenever Babe went out with a mama could always tell when he'd kissed her. Oh. When Babe came home, her head would be three times its size. <laughs> three times its size? That was when he gave her a plain kiss. Once he got fancy and her head looked like a Studebaker. 
Good old babe, I knew she could do it. <laughs> Say, Mary, why don't you come in for a little while? Oh, no, no, Jack, I've got to run along now. See you later. Okay. Da -da 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 -da. Oh, Rochester! Rochester, I got the flour so we, we can make the uh, you paste. You won't need it now, boss. I found some glue. I've already pasted things in the book. Wait a minute. This stuff doesn't seem to be sticking very well. Rochester, is this glue fresh? Fresh? Only two days ago, it was eight to one at Santa Anita. <laughs> <laughs> what? I had him across the board. Wind, place, and mucilage. <laughs> no. Well, how do you like that? I'll get the door. Oh, hello, Dennis. Hello, Mr. Benny. I just came over to tell you the good news. Good news? What? I finally got two tickets for the Rose Bowl game. <laughs> two tickets for the Rose Bowl game? Dennis, that game was played almost three weeks ago. I know. That's why they're so hard to get now. <laughs> Dennis. Dennis, come in a minute. Now, look, now, let me get this straight. Maybe I'm the one that's confused. Are these tickets for the game that was just played or the one that's going to be played next year? What do you care? I'm not taking you. <laughs> look, Dennis, I can't stand this crazy talk. Now, do me a favor, will you? Go outside and come back in again. Okay. Oh, hello, Dennis. Howdy, bub. <laughs> Well, that's better. Now you're Titus Moody. Yep, and I've got two tickets to the Rose Bowl game. Now cut that off! <laughs> Look, kid, what did you come over here for, anyway? Well, I, I wanted you to hear the song I'm going to do on the program. Well, why didn't you say so? Let's hear it, will you? Okay, ya? okay. Oh. Hey, that's, uh... Very good, Dennis. You sang that beautifully. Yeah, I heard it. One bad kid. Phil, I didn't see you. Why didn't you tell me you were here? Well, I didn't want to intrude while you were so enraptured by Mr. Day's musical rendition. <laughs> Phil. Phil, that come out of you? Why? What's so incongruous about that? <laughs> incongruous? Listen to me, Jackson. I'm trying to improve myself in literature, in English, and, and even in music. Music, too, huh? Well, that I'm glad to hear. Uh... Certainly, Jackson. I just came from the library where I picked up this book on music by Grofay. Oh, Ferdy Grofay? No, his brother George. George Grofay? I never heard of him. Well, here's the book right here. I've been reading it all morning. There it is on the cover, George Grofay. That's geography. <laughs> couldn't laugh. <laughs> Phil, if you want to learn about... Dennis, get away from my scrapbook and... Dennis, stop drinking out of that bottle. It's glue. Dennis, it's glue. Oh, my goodness. Dennis, speak to me. You better stop it, kid. If you want to get any place in show business, you've got to stop being ridiculous, ludicrous, incompetent, and uncool. Phil, where'd you learn all those words? Well, they're in my contract with Rexall. What? Right under the sobriety clause. <laughs> Phil, do you know what sobriety means? No, what? 
It means that according to that contract, you're not allowed to take a drink. Holy smoke, I've signed my life away. <laughs> Phil, Phil, denatured boy. <laughs> Do me a favor, pick up Dennis in that geography book and let's Oh, I have a wonderful contract with my sponsor, Colgate. I don't have to sign anything. We just shake hands. Really? Yeah, but I think he's nearsighted. Your sponsor nearsighted? Why? When my option came up, instead of shaking my hand, he grabbed me by the throat. <laughs> Well, if you gave him that Rose Bowl routine, I don't blame him. Now, look, kids. Boss! Boss! What is it, Rochester? I was preparing your lunch, and I find we're all out of butter. We're all out of butter? Well, you know what to do. I'm on my way. Mr. Coleman, here I come. You're the one we borrow from. <laughs> Fred Allen and Jack Benny were great pals, and their famous feud was just a publicity stunt. They would make remarks about each other on the air, and whenever they appeared together, you could expect to be royally entertained. One November evening in 1950, Fred Allen appeared on The Big Show and presented a parody of The Jack Benny Show with a half a dozen stars playing the parts. In this sequence, Fred Allen plays Jack Benny, Danny Thomas is Don Wilson, Jimmy Durante is Dennis Day, Tallulah Bankhead is Rochester, and Meredith Wilson is Phil Harris. So here we go with The Pinch Penny Show. The Pinch Penny Program. Ha 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 ha. minutes of hijinks with your favorite radio comedian, star of stage, screen, and laundry. Pinch Penny! Well, here it is, 7 o'clock, and Pinch Penny isn't here yet. I wonder where he can be. Say, that always gets me. There's a guy who gets $25,000 a week for doing that program, and you know he's not going to be late. He's probably been standing there since noon with his bare money belt hanging out. <laughs> Try another opening. Could you scare up another opening? Okay. Well, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the first show of the new season. And so we give you the star of our show just back from an extended three-month, 40-cent tour of Radio City, Pinch Penny. Hello again. Hello again, this is Pinch Penny. And Don Thomas, you know that's not true. You know I took a cruise to Honolulu. It was a wonderful boat trip. Really? How did you go, Mr. Penny? First class? Well, not exactly. Uh, second class? Well, no, you see... Uh, third class? Well, no, Don Z. Oh, then you must have gone steerage. Steerage? Why, Don, how can you say that about me? <laughs> it's easy. Uh, didn't you, uh, find it pretty crowded down in steerage? Don, for your information, I'll have you know that I had the whole boat to myself. Uh, what boat was that? Well, it was one of those little boats that hangs over the side of the big boat. <laughs> oh, so you went stowaway. Yes, that's the class I was trying to think of. And it's the only way to travel, Don, with the wind and the spray in my hair. Yeah. Your hair, Mr. Penny? Well, I had it hanging over the side of the boat. <laughs> now stop that, Don. Uh, did you like Honolulu? Oh, it's so colorful there. And I'll never forget the day we docked. All the little native boys standing on the pier and the people on the boat throwing pennies into the water, and the way those little rascals dive in and fight to get that money. They go to all that trouble for pennies? Well, after all, Don, it's not taxable. No inheritance tax or anything. Liquid assets, you know, just as now, you pick it out. Now, now, Mr. Penny, don't tell me that you... Now, uh... Don, please, after all, say, where is everybody? Where's Dennis? I want to talk to Dennis about his song for our first show. 
Oh, here he is. Hello, Dennis. Hello, John. Mr. Penny, my mother thinks... Hello, Dennis. My mother thinks I ought to get more money for this new season. I said, hello, Dennis. Hello, Mr. Penny. My mother thinks I ought to get more money for this new season. Now, later, later, kid. Now, look, for your first song this year... My mother thinks I'm underpaid. Your mother doesn't know what she's talking about. Now, for your... Ooh, what you said. <laughs> now, for your first song... My mother is the brains of the family. Some brains. Now, look, kid, for your first song... She was an honor graduate from the University of Southern California. Come louder. I say she was an honor graduate from the University of... Now, cut that out. I pay you ample salary. You mean sample. <laughs> My mother says that Bing Crosby makes as high as $50 a week and sometimes 75 Well, Bing Crosby has a lot of interest. He's in the orange juice business. He owns a baseball club. Where does he find the time for all that? He makes movies. He runs a racetrack. Where does he find the time for all that? He has four sons. Where does he find the time? Get... <laughs> Where? Well, my mother either says I get money or I'll quit. Well, goodbye, darling. I mean, goodbye. I mean, goodbye, Dennis. Every time I open my mouth to quit, somebody says goodbye, darling. All right, goodbye. And my mother says she's going to send you back these pennies you sent from Honolulu. Well. <laughs> Mr. Penny, you don't mean you dove for pennies with those kids in Honolulu. Well, the water was so delightfully warm, Donzie. And now I am in a spot. What am I going to do about a singer for the program? Oh, don't worry about that. Singers are a dime a dozen. They are? Where? Where? Where can you get them for a dime a dozen? Where? Where? Where are singers <laughs> a dime for a dozen? Where? Where? There's a bunch of singers in a choral group here. Say, any of you boys want to sing on this program? I'll sing. All right, boy. Uh, step over here. What's your name, son? Frankie Lane. Frankie Lane. Frankie Lane, that's not a very good stage name, son, if you want to get anywhere, I mean. But we'll change your name later. Uh, sing, Frankie. Go, hold it, hold it just a minute, kid. Come in. Mr. Penny? Yes, I'm uh, Mr. Penny. Mr. Penny, I'm making a survey of all the men in this district. What is your age? 39. Well, we are making a list of all available men under 40. I am from your local draft board. Oh, oh. Well, I've been meaning to talk to you guys on the draft board about that. Sing, kid. I had this trouble during the Spanish-American War. You see, Mr. and Show. You gave me green. You gave me blue. Skies above, but Lord, a man gets awfully lonesome without a woman to love. You gave me tall timber, you made me free as a dove. But, Lord, a man gets awfully lonesome without a woman to love. You gave me tulips, but no one to thrill them. You gave me two arms, but 
no one to fill them ever since the world began woman has war with man you gave me song moonlight you gave me dreams to dream of but lord a man gets awfully lonesome without a woman to love lord a man gets Uh, very good, kid, for a beginner You, uh, you can have the job Well, uh, how about the money, Mr. Penny? Money? Well, at a dime a dozen That would be one-twelfth of ten Would be one-twelfth uh, I had an offer to sing on television with Fred Allen, you know uh, Oh, please, people are eating, please <laughs> But, uh, I tell you what I will do I'll take an option on you and think it over Mull it over a while for 30 <laughs> days I'll give you an advance, Okay Golly, that's fine, Mr. Penny. Uh, how about five? That'll be wonderful. Now, here you are. There's one, two, three, four, five. Gee, thanks, Mr. Penny. So long, kid. Golly, Indian heads. And, <laughs> and they're so bright and shiny. Where is everybody, Mr. Penny? We gotta have a rehearsal of the show. Well, Porchester should be here any minute with the scripts. Here's Port Chester now. Oh, yes. Hello, Port Chester. Hello, Bo. <laughs> now, now, look, darling. I mean, uh, Port Chester. Did you, did you, did you finish typing the script? Yes, Bo. Well, I wish the rest of the cast would get here so we could rehearse. Well, well, Mr. Penny, I have the quartet here if you wanted to run over the commercial. Commer we have no commercial. This is a sustaining program. But they've already rehearsed it, Mr. Penny, haven't you, fellas? But, but... But, fellas, we don't need a quartet. We have no commercial. Okay, fellas, let them hear it. But, fellas... S-U-S-T-A-I-N-I-N-G, we're sustaining NBC. S-U-S-T-A-I-N-I-N-G Who's sustaining old TV? S-U-S-T-A-I-N-I-N-G All the stars are here, you see S-U-S-T-A-I-N-G Quiet! Quiet! Now look, whap! Another well and I'll strike oil in it. Fellas, I haven't got time for that now. I'm waiting for my clarinet teacher. He's supposed to be here. I'm going to call him up and see what's keeping him. Hand me that phone, will you, Porchester? Here you are, Bo. Thank you. Hello? Hello, operator. What is the matter with those girls out there? Mindy, blue eyes is flashing. <laughs> It's the first time I ever saw them flash. <laughs> Did he give you a present when he got back from his vacation? Yeah, he gave me a locket. Ain't it a beauty? Oh, yeah, an Indian head. <laughs> but it 
It's nice, though, isn't it? Well, they're a dime a dozen. Oh, not these. They've gone up. They're ten for a dime. But instead of bringing me expensive gifts, I sure wish he'd stop making up new rules. Oh, Mindy, you're always telling me about your troubles. I have troubles, too, but you never ask me how I'm getting along. All right, Ethel. How are you getting along? Don't ask. <laughs> hey, how are you getting along with Herman? Don't ask. Gee, I thought he was going to take you out Saturday night. Didn't ask. Why, I thought he had intentions. Oh, sure he's got intentions, but he don't want to get married. <laughs> You sure gotta hand it to him. Not Herman. He takes it himself. <laughs> but what happened to that other fellow? What's his name? You know, Harry. Oh, I could never marry him. Why not? Well, we used to ride home on the subway together, and I got off on 34th Street, and he got off on 23rd Street. So what? So I realized I could never marry a man below my station. <laughs> He's flashing again. Maybe we ought to answer. Hello, hello. Yes, hello. Say, what's going on out there? I want you to get my clarinet teacher on the phone for me and tell him to come right down here. What? Oh, all right. I'll give you one, too. Gold diggers, copper diggers, Indian head she wants. I'm back, Mr. Penny. My mother changed my mind. Oh, she did. But this is going to be my last season because... For next year, my mother's got me a contract with Metro Golden Mayor for a thousand dollars a week. A thousand? Oop! <laughs> Where? <laughs> That's right, a thousand a week. MGM signed a contract with you? Ooh, signed. Now cut that out. Have no fear, Meredith Harris is here. Well, it's about time. It's about time. <laughs> It's about time you showed up. Where were you? Now, take it easy, Dad. I'm here, ain't I? Where was you, he asked me. Where, uh, where was you? I said, where were you? Okay, if you're going to get geometrical about it. Well, ain't we dandy. If I'd have known, I'd have brung you an apple. It's not brung, it's broad. Ah, tell it to the morons. <laughs> what goes around here? How about the rehearsal? Uh, you'll have to wait until we get through with my clarinet lesson. Until my teacher comes, I think I'll do a little practicing. Mm -hmm. My teacher will be here any minute. He comes uh, by bus, so it'll take a little while for him to get here. I think I'll get down and have an ice cream soda. I think I'll get down, too. I'll have an ice cream soda with you. I'm going down, too. I can't stand any more of this. Well, come with us. You gonna have a soda? Yeah, I always take one jigger of soda. Gotta leave plenty of room for that good stuff on top. Cowards! concludes this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. This is Frank Brzee inviting you back next week for more great moments from radio programs of the past on this, the American Forces Radio and Television Service. Mm -hmm.